And we are live. Welcome back to On The King's Dime. It is Monday night, the 12th of April. We are back for a double game week of salt. We have a couple of L's to discuss and just an absolutely crushing, crushing injury to discuss as well with DJ going down in that Perth game. Just brutal, brutal stuff. We'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the yeah the losses against Perth and Southeast Melbourne. Uh, and if you're out there, yeah, remember to like, share, and subscribe. We're live right now on Facebook, so come along and watch us live. Uh, and we'll also put these up on YouTube and on uh, audio platforms too. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, Spotify. I'm getting better at it. I'm almost getting those out. <laughs> Um, but uh yeah so like share and subscribe uh yeah should we just get straight into just blowing up salty i was getting pretty salty in the uh the the pre-show the yeah, pre-show green room we had. i think we just talk about the dj injury first I yeah think. man oh just it's is 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 it curtains for this season it, this season for us yeah yeah it's it, getting it pretty curtains? It's getting pretty. We're getting pretty thin on the offensive uh, line. We're really back down with injuries. No Glover, no Cooks. There's no real time frame for mm. Cooks. I don't think Glover's back this year. I don't think. Well, DJ's obviously out for twelve months, so he's out pretty much next year as well. Yeah. Um, Brutal. It's, it's, it's bad. Yeah, it hurts. It it really look. It wasn't a season that we expected to descend into this kind of you know injury ravaged adversity plagued season um we were always kind of i've sort of went back and had a quick listen to some of our older content just to see what we had said pre-season we were sort of still a bit like oh i don't know about this team it's a little bit um but but once dj sort of sprang to life at the start of the season you saw what he was about his ability to score the ball and you know really fit in this team you're like oh something to get excited about you know he's a he's a great young talent um, I definitely think he was playing at a rookie of the year type of level. Um, and then for him to go down with this, like a 12 month injury, man, it's just brutal, man. It's, Absolutely it's gutting. Statistics that come out of um, an Achilles rupture is that 60% of players don't play three years past an Achilles rupture. So it's, it's the t- statistics that are pretty brutal out of that, especially in basketball players, is that it is really kind of a potentially career limiting injury. And that's really sad because I think DJ was on the up and up, you know, mm. and there was definitely um, a couple of years to, to kind of get, get his head around in the NBL and, and then potentially head over for a summer league and G League mm. you know, contract. I think it was in his in his DNA and we um, we may not see that for a little while now. So mm. well, hopefully he recovers well and all the best. And um, Yeah. But that it leaves a big, 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 I think, unattainable hole mm. in in this team i think without cooks without glover with the lack of pool talent to replace dj i think is the other thing as well is that who do we who do we call upon is there any talent out in the ether that we mm. can get a a rookie or a young guy i know Lachlan hutchinson got a got the gig in terms of a replacement um i think he's a cronulla local actually or a south on local uh, you know that's that's not you know the caliber of what uh, DJ brought to the team. So mm. it's 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 tough. It's going to be tough to, mm-hmm. to bring it home and sneak into that fourth spot. I think there's the, there's definitely going to be some table widening in the next few rounds. Um, it doesn't help, and this is where the salt will begin. That the standard of refing in this league 
is beyond effing atrocious. Mm. Like it's to the point now where it's comical. It's just these these people need to be. They, they, someone needs to be accountable. They need to lose their jobs. I mean, if it's if it's fitness, if it's that they need to be six foot instead of four foot three. I don't know, man. They all look four foot four foot three. It looks like they're being wrecked by gnomes on the court. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they need some guys with don't have short man syndrome and you know just trying to put it over people with height. I don't know what it is, but it's it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. Um, so, so to tie it into kind of what we're talking about, it's a, a two-game homestand. You think, you know, we're home. We've got another chance to bounce back against Perth. You're thinking, yeah, okay, we're at home, comfortable position to be in. And then, you know, we've got to play through a, a just another, like you're going to get nothing at home. Like nobody's getting anything. You're not getting any like not, like good calls to go your way. You're not getting any, you know, massaging or anything. Like Like no game really needs to be you know, massage the home team, but at least like give, give us some calls, man, some, something I think like massage the home team. I mean, Perth definitely gets massaged at home. We've, we've seen that now mm. and that's it. But, um, could this be retaliation for, for what Forty's comments, you know, really just blowing that whole kind of refereeing scandal wide open is that they, you know, ref based on reputation and not understanding the, the flow of the game and, and what's happening in the game. Um, it's funny some nights that you, when you watch them back on replay, they're not watching anything. Mm. Like this guy's watching over there. This guy's, and no one's actually watching the play. Their head's in space. Mm. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a bizarre level, maybe because they're amateur and they're not professional. They're not playing. You know, they're not doing eighty-two games a year. Mm. You know, you look at the refereeing in the NBA, and you know, there's bad calls, but it's good most of the time. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's solid. You know, that's pretty good. Maybe mm. some players get a few more calls than others, but they they you know a bit craftier and it's it's a high level, but. You know, we'll there's, look at that there's kind of like a, a a game dialogue, like not necessarily a verbal dialogue between the refs and the players, but like the game has a dialogue to it. Like the refs might be, make some bad calls. You know, we might you know try and bend the rules a little bit and play play tough, and then you know we just seem to not get any love at all. Like it's like you're gonna play tough, or we're just gonna call fouls on you. It's just like how like we got like five injuries, man. Like how else, like we got we're lacking talent. How else are we meant to kind of you know? get back into games other than to kind of play hard and play tough. And I mean, would you say we're a dirty team? I haven't watched our team and gone, you know, yeah, we're a bit dirty. Like we've got some dirty players. Like I would say we've got a tough team that plays hard. I, I would definitely say Perth is the dirt. Mitch Norton's bloody elbow screens are pretty feral. <laughs> They're pretty feral, man. Um, so so quickly, we'll, we'll, we'll quickly talk about the video that we did because it kind of leads into this Perth game. But I was just watching the highlights against Perth. And I, I saw like it was uh, Mooney enter the paint and the guy's given three seconds. Like he's he's looking at the play. He starts the three seconds count and he's like one, two. And then he starts doing this. And like he's not even looking at the play. Like and yeah. he's still counting. And I'm going, you're not even looking at the guy in the paint. You're looking at the ball over here. Like why are you counting? Like this doesn't make any sense. And he, and he does like a three count, doesn't make a call. And you're just like, the what? amateur hour, man. <laughs> Camping in the paint is just yeah. It's like, how did he get there? This he was like three. He, he was there four or five seconds ago. So so our video that we went through, I thought both games. It was a long one. Sorry out there. Ho hopefully everyone out there watched it because it was an interesting kind of eye opener into some of the things that happened. I think you know we we can be in danger of just everyone just being like you're just salty. Like just get over it. And yeah, fair enough. There's a little bit of that. Um, but I thought the analysis that we did, like what we looked at kind of went both ways in 
looking at what was happening, not just being like, oh, salty, bad calls, these bad calls. Like we're actually looking at it and go, wow, there's a lot of just uncalled travels. Um, a lot of Mitch Norton just elbowing people like on, on and off the ball. Um, a few like, you know, just bang, bang plays where you're like, eh, okay, that's, that's part and parcel of refereeing a game. But I think there's some fundamental stuff there that, you know, goes missing and really has a huge effect on us. And then to tie it into the, you know, we just start playing hard and then just like, no, 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 none of this playing hard. There's fouls coming, boys. And then, you know, Tommy V will come out on the floor and it's just like, you play defense so you get a foul. It's like, can you just play defense, man? Like, let the guy play defense. Don't just call a foul straight away and he's like, well, he's a dirty player, so you get a foul type of, type of thing. Like, it was just hard. But what, what were your thoughts anyway, taken away from that video that we did? Yeah, the 50-50s go one way more than another. And I, I would agree with that statement. You know, there were some bad calls on both sides. Don't get me wrong, there were some soft fouls on both sides. Um, but a lot of off-the-ball play by Perth in setting screens and getting caught in a lot of space is a lot of moving screens. Mm. There's a lot of illegal screening. There's a lot of holding the players, a lot of hooking. Um, Mooney hooks down low something fierce and never gets called. Blanchfield travels. Mooney travels. Wagstaff like, travels. Wagstaff travels. And I don't know what the refs are looking at. Like, mm. the, it's just... And then Jarrell Martin will take... Like, it just seems like, okay, on the, on the catch, um, yeah, I don't know, Jarrell Martin takes like a half step and it's just like, travel, travel yeah. right there, call, bang. Yeah. I saw it, boys. Eagle eyes. I saw it. Yeah, Yeah, give me high five. I saw that. Also, Jarrell will go inside and it's just like, wow, that's a foul. Wow, that's a foul. Whoa, we finished through a lot of contact. Like, can he get to the line at all ever? No, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah, and Casper's notorious for just getting absolutely pummeled between people and Mm. very rarely getting called uh, in the act of shooting as well, which is is pretty funny. And then sometimes, you know, it just seems some games they'll be just like, and, you know, uh, the Hawks will play you know, Southeast Melbourne and there'll be like 10 fouls the whole game and there'll be, you know, some pretty hard contact and just, oh yeah, boys, let's let's have a good game tonight. Mm. And then Sydney play Perth and it's just foul after foul after soft foul after Bryce Cotton flooring himself around for no reason. Todd Blanchfield jumping after any contact about two seconds later. Like, yeah, that's a foul. And then <laughs> Craig Muller just getting pushed out of the way and just like, yep, nope. Jordy, Jordy just getting pushed into the stands under the basket yeah. and they're just like, no, I didn't see anything there, boys. Um, so if you haven't watched that video, go back and have a quick watch. Obviously, it's a bit late now. We've just played Perth at home. You kind of would have expected, oh, let's, you know, let's see what happens in this game. And uh, again, I just saw like not great refereeing. You know, Jarrell doesn't shoot any free throws and a guy who goes basically 5 of 10 inside and can't shoot free throws at all. Casper getting to the line a little bit, 8 of 12, so fair enough. Um, but in general, like 12 free throws for Ware and then, you know, three free throws for the rest of the team. And you're just like, what? What is going on? Just just crazy. Tommy V, just quietly, 10 points, 4 of 8. I thought he played pretty well. Look, Tommy V is an, an excellent offensive weapon off the bench. I think he's underrated, great corner corner uh, pocket shooter. I mean, we, we had a pretty, pretty awful game against Perth, let's be real. Mm. I mean, the solar side, I mean, there was some bad refereeing, but we, we did everything in possibly power uh, to lose that game. Mm. And so we... Um, yeah, that was just a really poor game of basketball to watch. Hmm. And you know what? There was some runs that we didn't make. But yeah, I think after DJ went down, it was the um, the spiritual end of that game. Yeah, I thought I thought we played well enough after him going down. Like 
to lose a player like that during a game, it must take a real toll on your team and your spirit, your morale. Um, for us to, you know, only score 69 points when Perth only puts up 73. Like, I, I think if we were really flowing on offense, we didn't have all these injuries, we had a flow going, we probably would have beat, we, we'd beat them, you know, 90 to 73 or something, you know, our offense had function and we'd beat them. I didn't think Perth particularly played that well. You know, Cotton, 9 of 25 on the night. That's the, kind of the worst I've seen him play this season. He hasn't played that well, to be completely honest with you, against Sydney. I think I think the, the combination of the Diddy and also... He the, was so good defending him, man. Yeah. Both, like all three games, like watching... Yes. That was something where I was just like, I want to see Diddy on, you know, Cotton. And Perth had the schemes kind of to get him off. Like a few times he gets loose, you know, and then he finishes over Mola, finishes over some bigs, and you're just but like, it, ah, it, what a shame. It, it but could have been side. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's when Bryce shoots three threes in, in 90 seconds and your head goes down and the game's over. But mm. they made him go inside. They make, made him get to the paint and try and put up these little floaters. And that's not his game. His game is an outside shooter and, um, you know, and, and a fast break kind of layup guy. And that was good Good to see. It was good to see that they both came out on him and that, um, you know, then Cotton would find the, um, the loose man, but then the loose man would be kind of chastised by an off-ball player and then they'd lose. And that happened a couple of times. I think that's a really effective scheme he has got going on Bryce Cotton. I think it's yeah. fantastic. And I, th- um, I must admit, though, and in watching all three of those games, he didn't really get a lot of the foul calls that you kind of – the momentum calls that you see him get. So a few times he'd get into the paint and then someone would be on his shoulder. He wouldn't get a call and he'd really, really snatch at a finish and you'd just be like, ooh, like this is interesting. Like if we don't actually get up and foul him or get in a position where you're in his back and he can kind of jump back into you or the momentum like takes it into a foul situation – I saw him like really snatching at some finishes where you're just like, oh, damn. Like, you know, I, I've never seen him sort of in this kind of like not being able to finish inside. I thought it was um, some good scheme and that high blitz really got it out of his hands. And it'll be, it'll be, this is an interesting one. It'll be interesting to see if FIBA follows the NBA ruling on this because the NBA is changing the rule for the 22 season where you're not allowed to actively initiate contact by shooting. So you can go up and shoot, and if a player comes into you and fouls you, but you can't go back into a player and mm. draw a foul, and you can't go forward into a player to draw a foul. Mm. So I wonder, because that takes away a lot of the weaponry in these teams and this scheming team where they kind of, you know, jump into players to shoot. Um, you know, Jerich is one that always does it. Yeah, um, he, has, he shoots like with his legs almost at 90 degrees, man. It's kind of weird. Banana. It's kind of weird. It's, you know, it just shoots <laughs> like a good. banana. Yeah, it is, man. And even um, like low-key, like Cotton, few few little flops there. Like, you know, it's easy for us to sort of say he he was definitely one of the, he's one of the best players in the league. There was a lot of like, man, like, and you're just like, really? Like, do you need to do this to get these calls or are you just getting the calls type of situation? Um, and then, yeah, there's some of these other guys, there was a lot, of, a lot of flopping as well, I thought, Blanchfield. And even Mooney under the basket, you know, he, he never gets um, called for things. And then when he does, he just, oh, come on, that's not a foul. And it's just, you see the replay and he just goes whack and hits someone. And you're like, why are you saying that's not a foul, man? That doesn't make sense. Um, but this this Kings team marred by, you know, Jarrell goes out there, um, goes into like one of the, the ropiest attempts at trying to draw a charge, doesn't get the foul. That causes him to fall over and then Blanchfield lands on him and they're just like, yeah, you fouled him, mate. And it was just like, what? It, it was a block because he was inside the circle. Yeah. You cannot stand in the way of the path, mm. direct path to the basket. Uh, unless they deemed that that contact wasn't enough to be a foul. 
but you watch the replay and it's like there's a lot of contact there that's probably a foul if it's a no call do you then reward the fact that he he hits the ground someone lands on him and they're just like well him landing on you is clearly a foul and it's like so you're rewarding the wrong thing either way there interpretation (laughs) it's just like what in a crucial part of the game you know that's his fourth foul he has to sit you know he has to play in danger and then diddy the same thing like you know anytime diddy plays hard defense it's just a foul and you're like okay so diddy has to stay in the game with four fouls i think there was a couple of layups or i think there was definitely one layup where he had to basically usher a guy through because he didn't want to try and foul or go up and contest the shot because he knew he'd get a you know a fifth foul and have to sit and then in that situation, you know, with DJ out, he's the main guy now. Yeah. And I'm just quietly, do. have you seen enough to go, cool, cool. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to build. That's okay. We can get away with this now. I'm still a little bit like not 100% sold on Didi just being the guy now on offense. He, 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 I do like that he does dish the ball. I'd like to see his vision extend out to the perimeter. It seems like he can, you know, get into the paint and dump off because they all think he's going for the basket and, you know, you get some weak side baseline cutting. But I would like to see him extend out to like Tommy V or Shawnee Bruce in the corner. Um, just quietly, uh, the FIBA product is really an inferior basketball product to watch. Is it? Is it me or is it just it is an inferior product? I think that strategically... It's eight minutes less in a game, but that extra foul means that, and the, the depth of roster means that, you know, for some games you just half the team can't play defense if the if the refs are like foul trigger happy. Mm. You're just like, well, this is this is stupid. Like, what is this? What is this? It's just like, okay, you've got an injury. There's three players on four fouls, and how are you supposed to win a game when you're calling? You know, every it's just. Yeah, I, I hear. I I think I kind of like the FIBA. Um, because it's a like a, a less high caliber league than like an NBA. Like the NBA has to be ref like that because the athletic explosiveness and how crazy like the athletic ceiling is in that league. Whereas the ceiling in this this league isn't that high. So I'm kind of like okay, like make the league more about craft. Um, but then the the five fouls, you just like make that six fouls. Just just make it six fouls. Like we we don't need a game with five fouls. And you know you probably could make it a 48 minute game. Um, but if it is 40, like, don't make it five fouls, man. That That's it, one that's brutal good. aspect where you're just like, Ugh. Well, it's the brutal aspect that doesn't make sense because you can't in, commit an intentional foul. So it's a, it, it, I That mean, too. It's just, I hate that rule. <laughs> it is. It's, you, so you get five fouls and you can't commit strategic fouls. So it's just kind of like, well, I mean, there's no strategy to that aspect of the game. I think that's sometimes a really important part in the NBA. And you, and you look at, like, when when the commentators are going, oh, 30 seconds left, you know, we've got to get him to the free throw line. But you can't. Like, mm. what are you supposed to do? You don't, can't grab him. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an unsportsmanlike. And it's just like, this shit. Mm. This this product is garbage. <laughs> this part of the product is crap. I'm sorry. I, yeah, that's true. I hate that too. And the other part is like, sometimes they'll give unsportsmanlikes and you're just like, oh, okay, that was a bit trigger happy. And then sometimes it's like, geez, that could be an unsportsmanlike. That's a bit. Like, Jarrell had one in the Phoenix game where, that came right across his face, and they're just like, "Nah, not even going to look at it." He's just like, "Oh, okay, not even, not you know, fair enough, I guess." Just after they looked at one that they, I think was going to be an unsportsmanlike foul, and you're like, "Where's the standards, man? Like, let's let's get some standards going here." Um, but just talking more about this Perth game, Diddy thirteen point six of thirteen. Uh, I think he did well after DJ went down to kind of try and knit 
something together. Like the, the the season hinges on him staying fit for the rest of the season and doing, you know, he he's got to basically go up to twenty points a game if he's gonna if we're gonna get anywhere with Casper and Jarrell. Both of those guys have to be at twenty points a game as well if we're gonna you know get into the top four. Um, and his three ball is just a bit like I don't want to see it. Like we we've, we've seen against these two in these two Perth games. Um, him like have real success off that like breaking through the blitz and then playmaking. It's just the other side of that is like who have we got, who have we got to playmake for? Like Moller, nah, Newley, nah, Shawnee Bruce didn't score in this Perth game. Um, you know, Geordie Hunter, like as much as you know, he's developed a little bit. Sometimes he just doesn't know where he is on a roll sometimes, and you're like, Geordie, like pay attention, what are you doing? Um, in this game he did get yanked by 40 for something stupid and he was so angry as well i'm just like yeah uh, he's know. a tough one man because he is the quintessential second year player where you're like that's that's so second year player like what he's <laughs> doing on the basketball court like it's not a dj situation where you're like wow what a gem like what a gem of a rookie it's his first season he's playing like a fifth year type of like one of the best players in the league. This is great. But for Geordie, like he really is at that level of I'm second year and this is how I play. And I, I don't want to rag on him because I, I like him. He, he guts it out. He tries hard. He, he's not a dirty player. He's not like um, crazy out of control. Like he's not going to injure anyone out there because he doesn't have that kind of crazy streak in his game. But just the awareness is like on rolls, like he's not looking on rolls. He'll he'll screen the wrong side sometimes and then roll and you're like, nobody can pass to you because you just rolled into two guys, man. Like what what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and then if if you're going to utilize his power, like his strength, because he's a big guy and he can screen, he, he has to set like sc- good screens and he just doesn't. And then what he does, it's like, foul, like sit down, Geordie. You can't set screens, mate. Like what are you doing? Anyone who just wants to flop on Geordie, run into him and you get a foul. Thanks. Like, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, so it must be tough for him too on that flip side. Tommy V's the same where I think Tommy V's got a little bit more awareness as a role player. Like if you were to substitute Geordie, Geordie's minutes for Tommy V, you probably would get a better, I think you'd probably get a better 20 minutes out of him. To, do, you, do you feel like that? I mean, you're pretty high on Tommy V, but do you feel like I, that? I'm high on Tommy V because Tommy V can slink out to the corner. He, he, he kind of tries hard and he's probably not costing us a shit ton of money. So it's Yeah, but... <laughs> Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, like, true, you know, true. I don't think Geordie is either, though. Well, I don't think Geordie is, but I think Geordie's got that kind of pivotal role. And I think this really goes ties into the fact that we don't have a backup big. Hmm. Um, I mean, kick it. it, it and and that the big that's like you're one of the best, like the best, ten, like a Jarrell Martin level big. Like if we had two like, Jarrell Martins, it'd be great. Yeah, but Jarrell Martin's not a big. He's a power forward. Hmm. And it's, it's evident on the defensive end. He cannot defend the five. And, you know, that's maybe that's maybe why his time was limited in the NBA or he didn't really get a start because his scoring prowess is there. But his mm. defensive capabilities to, to, to guard four and five are limited by size. Mm. Because if you've got any kind of craft as a five, Mooney just hammers him. Yeah. Um, there's been that, there's been a lot of Jarrell um, just turning around as someone lays it in and you're like, oh, Jarrell, that's, you know, you really need to come over and help on defense there. But yeah. And that's that's really what it's about. It's We don't have a backup big. Kicker's production as a shooter, which has been the most disappointing part, mm. has dropped significantly. He, he's done, man. I think I said it. I made the claim. I was like, I think you're done, man. I think this is it. Yeah, it sucks, but it sucks to say and it sucks to be a realization. But 
I don't think if we're gonna like if we're gonna go forward next season, his spot needs to be taken up by someone who's a third choice big in the mold of Hunter. Like, you know, yeah. you you replace what Hunter is with the top quality big, and then you have Hunter as the supplemental player and then you know just push the kick it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's well hopefully we do go back to three imports next year. I think that'll mm-hmm. be that'll be important when when, you know, stadiums are back at really full capacity and, and no one's too worried. Um but yeah, that that that's really the issue is that really we don't have a defensive. So as soon as Geordie goes down with three fouls in, in seven minutes, we really have nothing to protect the rim, nothing to defend the five, and then fives go to work. And you know, Melbourne will go to work, Luella Chul, Mooney goes to work, the the good bigs go to work. And that's where we're struggling, is is how do we how do we do that? Um, you know, one through three, I think we're we're doing pretty good, and I think we've 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 got a competitive lineup. But I think it's really that, okay, Geordie's got three thousand. We're in, you know, halfway through the second quarter. We really need to either outscore this team significantly, or hope that they're just you know, we can somehow mount a defensive stance mm. against them because otherwise it's game over. And we've seen that kind of time and time out. Um, so yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a tough year, obviously, because of COVID and the restrictions on players. But that's that's maybe you know why why it's been. Um, and you know, as well, it, I think for an older body like Kicker and Newley, it was a long time out of the game with no basketball to then come back up to that peak level. Mm. You know what I mean? Like New, Newley, long- I'm a little less worried about, but Kicker, you can tell, is like that's it's it. Like I don't like. I'm just looking at his numbers. Um, 21 of 51 on the season, 41% field goal, 26.1% from three. Like that's unacceptable for him, for a player that he's got to give us two a night, probably make one or two. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a real worry. That is a worry. Newly I'm less worried about, but I think I think Kickett's in that drop-off spot where it's like you'll just be naturally dropping out of the team. Other thing too you just were talking about then is ability to bring t- players in to fix a team. Um, we lost like huge, huge players and then to, to not be able to replace them, like whether we were able to, whether we weren't able to, um, oh, that's a tough ask, man, to lose a Bogut, Tate and the coach and then just be like, you know what? We're bringing in the same caliber center, the same caliber yeah. inside power forward and a top quality coach. Like that's, I guess, you know, where we started the season kind of being like, Ooh, man, I'm worried about this season. It could be bad. Um, we've done we've done quite well though. So so this this Perth game, yeah, which is that was just yeah an abomination to to finish. Casper shooting that three where you were just like, <laughs> no, Cas, what are you doing? Like you've just gone inside, made a couple of buckets. Really, again, like this is not the first time it's happened either. Where you know you're like, oh, oh, he's gone inside again. Ah, oh, and he shoots a three and misses it, and we lose. And you're just like, "Why did you do that? Like, what are you doing? It's brutal." Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we've just got to ride that out. Ah, uh, the Southeast Melbourne game, we'll talk about now. I thought we played quite well at the start of this game. It was one of those games where, you know, we start doing what we do best. You know, get out in transition, play quickly. You know, sh- shot the ball well. Casper hit a couple of threes to start the game. Shawnee hit a couple as well. Um, but then we kind of get into this rut of just, oh, the team, the the opposition makes an adjustment and then now the ball's in our court to change our offense and play a little bit more dynamic offense. And we just go, oh, 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 oh we don't know how to solve this. Like, what do we do? 
and you really like you, you've seen it, we've seen it in loads of games this season where second and third quarter our offense just dies you know 25 points to start the game um in the first quarter 21 points in the second and then 19 and 19 to finish you know it's it's a struggle man and that's basically you know without dj dd's the next best thing he took 10 shots in this game three of 10 i don't this this is where i'm and he, he had seven dimes so admittedly that's a that's a good night for him in terms of facilitating the ball casper Ware had none but at the same time, like asking Didi to score and take, you know, 16, 17 shots a game, I don't think it's going to yield, man. I haven't felt it at all since he's been here that like this is going to yield now mm. and have it. Like he's going to put up 20 in one of these games like yeah. consistently. You, you just you look back to last season and think, shit, how did we get that team last year? Like, you know what I mean? Like two NBA caliber players and... Yeah, I, I think that Diddy hasn't hit the potential that we thought he would on the scoring front. Like, remember that first game we went and saw him at Illawarra in, in that preseason game where he dropped mm. 30 and we're just like... Yeah. Oh, just dominated, close. yeah, absolutely dominated. And, and sh- like, they were dropping from everywhere. He got injured not long after that, though, didn't he? Yeah, he got, he's had a lot of back problems and mm. he had ankle issues, but it's just, it, it's just never kind of hit that peak again. Mm. And... You know, these games are kind of... He, he needs to be shooting at least 50% from the floor. Like, I mean, we can't... Even if he's going inside to get... He's, he's got to be 5 from 10. Casper's um, another one where you just, like... It's inconsistent. And that can't be your start. Like, Joel Martin is consistent. He's going to mm. put up 16 to 20 points a night. He's going to grab some boards. He's going to make some mistakes on defense, but he's going to give you a lot better mm. offense. Casper mm. is really hit and miss. It's brutal, in, isn't it? In important parts of the games, he's just not converting this season. And that's where the line's drawn. Is there's been four games where really we should have won one or two of them based on the fact that, you know, all right, Casper's got the ball down the stretch. This is a winnable game. Mm. And he takes a shot and misses. And that's happened four times now. Um yeah, it's it's tough to stomach that maybe some of these players are not uh, at the peak that they were in their careers in the NBL, mm. and that's 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 mostly evident this season. Just the feeling of, you know, we've got a reliable guy at the end of the game. Like it's all right, guys. Like get, like give the ball, Casper, or get your bucket. Like you don't, I don't even feel like that this season. No. Last year, I kind of like you felt it a little bit. Mm. This season's like. You know, we're rolling the dice and if it works, like we're going to go jump off our seat and go, yes, like, yes, how great is this? But I don't, I still just don't get that feeling of like, you know, down the stretch of some of these games, we're like, we're going to pull it out of the fire um, because it is it's just like licorice all sorts. And we've got guys who do certain things well and you go, all right, pieces of the puzzle that fit and you do this and then that guy does that well, so you do that. And then this guy can do this and then you put him there and you do that. But then when you put it all on the court, you kind of just go, well, this guy's shooting threes and he should be cutting to the hoop. Like this guy's taking threes when you don't want him to take threes. This guy can't score the ball any other way than a three, yet we're tossing it inside to him. And you're just going like, this is like it's all over the place. And the easiest thing to do from here is to go 40. 40 the source. But I don't even feel like that. Like I'm not even going, this team is, is badly coached. Like, like, it's not gays. Like, we're not entering, like, gays territory where you were just watching those games going, God, this team is badly coached. And you can tell it's badly coached. Like, 40, I'm like, he's doing some 
pretty decent stuff with like a roster that's running on fumes. But they're still just, they make some bad decisions, man. And you just like sitting there scratching your head sometimes. And I, I get it. Like there's a lot of outpouring after these games of just, you know, Casper's not good enough. And I hate that he has to always build up his, you know, his um, credit in the bank every game. He has one good game and then he has three bad ones. And then he's got to have another good game before he can, you know, get some more credit back. And then I think there's just some players in this team where if you're not making them do the easy thing, all the time then you know they're kind of useless and it's like if if an opposition goes oh we're going to put this guy under pressure by doing this and then that player doesn't seem to go oh well i'll just do this now that player seems to just go oh boys i gotta come out i don't know what to do sorry like and that's you know it's your hunters it's kind of your your mollas in some aspects and kick it which is a shame because he's kind of old and there's nothing much you can really do about that and it's a little bit newly this season Whereas, yeah. you know, he'll shoot threes and you're just going like, don't like dr- one dribble, pull up three, Brad, like go to the hole, man, just drive the ball all the time. I don't care if it's like you're, you're one of 12 and all of those are drives, like just, just do it the entire time because it pushes our team, it pushes the pace, creates some space for other people. Like it's, a, it's the opposite effect of the shooting space, like creating space on the floor as being a shooter. Like he can create space on the floor by guys having to collapse on him all the time. You know, he can kick it out, he could score, he could do whatever he kind of can, but he just doesn't even take him. And you're like, well, oh, that's, that's worse. Like, he's taking it to the hole. It kind of it, it it affects the long rebound, and the teams can't get out can't get out on a fast break. I think that's the problem. If you get these long threes that he takes and these massive rebounds, and two of our guys are in the pockets, then it's a three on two, and you you know you're losing in the fast break situation. Whereas when he tries to get to the cup, at least he's in front of everyone, and the ball's there, and you know you can kind of get the breakdown in the half court that's you know that's that's really been the season in a nutshell is that we've had glimpses of of awesome mm. um with an underlying tone of not much expectation followed by just huge injury issues mm. and there's nothing much you can do about it but say well there's some good that comes out of that we know what we need to change next season hopefully there's a 30 import spot um you know can we recruit a good aussie thought maker yeah bring thorn or jonah somebody we need a big so bad man, a rim protector. Yeah, maybe DJ could man just get Thon out here. It's, He's looking uh, looking pretty uh pretty good at the moment as well. He's looking pretty jacked, pretty mm. You know, that last uh, if he doesn't get a ten day, bring him bring him for the stretch. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um but yeah, that's that's really the realisticness of it. So um yeah. Yeah, it's I, it's just it's a hard man, it's a hard situation to be in. Like nobody wants to watch a team like this go through the injury troubles but at the same time be at a level where it's just unacceptable at the same time you know it's like i don't want to i don't want to rag on this team because they're going through some crazy adversity but at the same time there's some things where you're just like guys we're going to knit this together so hopefully look looking at diddy like where diddy is at the moment he's got a huge role now in the next like six to seven games really to come together and be that 20 22 point ignite scorer and I think for his own career too, like he's now got to make that statement. Like this, the keys are on you, Diddy. So I'm looking to him over the next, you know, three to four weeks. He's going to have to have some big games um, that are coming up. Yeah, three two ones. We didn't do three two ones, did we? Uh, no, for Perth, a, what do you got? That Perth game's hard. I'm going to go Diddy three. I think he defended uh, exquisitely and. Oh god, we on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tough. It's Jarrell to 
um, Castville one. Yeah, I'll go the same. Martin, where? And then in this Phoenix game? That's a good question. Um, Jarrell, three. Casper, two. I'm going to go Shawnee B. Yes, yeah, Shawnee. Shawnee did play quite well. Uh, where? Martin, Bruce. Yeah. Shout out to everyone as well doing the uh, fan MVP, 3-2-1 MVP. Get in on it after every game. Even though we're losing games, it's still tough, but we still want to kind of get some more interaction this season. So, yeah, make sure you get on those posts. Now, can we finally announce the big prize? For tipping? For tipping. Yeah, if you want to do it. So, I have, on top of the King's Dime T-shirt, is it the Kevin Lish stud shirt? Yeah, yeah, the Kevin Lish stud shirt. Actually, I may, I may actually have to dig out that artwork. I don't know if I lost it in the hard, the great hard drive crash. The great hard drive crash of yeah. 2021. I may have to dig it out. We may have to do some other things. Maybe we'll put out an NFT instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Get man. out of an NFT. Um, signed, Ooh. Jarrell Martin, Ooh. NBA Ooh. card. Schmick. That's so, yeah, tipping... The winner of the tipping comp will get that signed Jarrell Martin signed card. It's, it's on card signature, so it's not a sticker. It's his rookie card. It's also patched, so it's got some of his memorabilia. Um, and yeah, man, so that's... That and is and suddenly winner. we're going to have like 30 people now entering the tipping comp. Can we, can we get a hold of that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I thought, that would, I thought I'd, I'd bring, bring, the, uh, bring the action half season and uh, give this to the lucky winner. So, um, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Um, speaking of tips, let's do round 14. Round 13 hasn't finished yet. Um, there's still another game tomorrow. And then Melbourne have just won, spoiler alert. Hopefully you're not watching at home getting spoiled by that, that game. Um, and then there is another game, sorry, tomorrow. And then Wednesday, the next round starts like straight away. Bang, bang. Have some more yeah. games, everyone. Want some more games with your games? Um, so yeah, make sure if you're out there, you're watching, listening, uh, Wednesday is definitely the day you get those tips in. Uh, to start the round, it will be the Taipans versus the 36ers. We did these last week, but I thought was I screwed this. Screwed uh, this I up. think it's, it's changed. I'm going to go 36ers. It's changed? You go on 36ers? I'm going 36ers. I would have gone Taipans before. Uh, it's Kings at home to Southeast Melbourne, so another another chance to avenge our uh, loss. I'm going to go Southeast Melbourne. Ooh, I'm staying with the Kings. <laughs> uh, New Zealand at home to Brisbane. Well, the Silverdome, sorry. What was the button? Brisbane. We went New Zealand um, before Briz. Uh, I'm going Briz as well. Perth at home to Illawarra. I'm going to go the Hawks. Hawks. Uh, I'm going to stick with Perth because they're going to play tomorrow and they're probably going to bounce back. They're doing a... Pr- oh, no, it's back in Perth. Yeah, no, I'll stay with Perth. Uh, Southeast Melbourne at home to Adelaide. Southeast Melbourne. I will also go Southeast Melbourne. Kings at home to the Types. Kings. Kings for me also. Uh, Melbourne United will then play the Hawks at home. Uh, sorry, to the Hawks. Yeah, I'm going to go United. Yeah, you went Hawks before. <laughs> a little, little cheeky. Try to sneak one in there. Uh, Perth at home to New Zealand to finish out the round on Sunday. Perth, 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 Perth. Perth, Perth. Yeah, Perth for me too. 
And that's, yeah, tipping for this week. Now, it's been a pretty long one, but do you want to just quickly talk uh, Phoenix and Taipans? I mean, we've done, we've done a bit of a eulogy for this team, a bit of a, uh, a, a preemptive eulogy on calling time on this team for this season. But I'm, I'm not calling time. I'm just calling, I'm calling that there needs to be a little bit of change, I think, in the rosters. Bit of a changing of the guard, maybe, you know, kick its minutes descend into to zero um play newly play, newly <laughs> play at six five. shorten the rotation to six and kick it doesn't yeah. get any minutes play newly at five i don't know man um yeah it's really a shame we didn't have Dengar Kuth still in this you know in this lost uh, in this roster um i think there just needs to be some some changes on the floor you you, you can't put lineups with Moller, um kick it um you know it's there's there's just some lineups we just like and where is the offense going to come from? Hmm. And I think really Jarrell Martin or Casper where needs to be on the floor at all times either or. Um, yeah, Casper did play 38, 38 minutes against the Phoenix. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to ask, especially on a backup week. So. Sorry, thirty eight against Perth and then thirty seven against the Phoenix. Wow. Yeah. But I guess you know we're short handed. I'd like to see Tommy man get twenty minutes and. Um, Jordan come off the bench maybe get 12 like switch that around a little bit because I think to, like Tommy V's effectiveness as a roller I think is a lot better than Hunter and he sets good screens the the issue is both of those guys it's just like as soon as there's any kind of you know um, physicality they just get reft off the floor and you're like yeah. well whatever like it's 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 one or the other um, but again Jordy has put together a couple of games where you're just like yeah it's good enough but at the same time you still got to improve so that's much of a muchness, I think. Like if one of those, well, J- Tommy V can shoot a, a three from the corner. Ha- his security blanket three at the end of the half, like every time they go to him in that corner. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, if Geordie could shoot a mid-range or something like that, it might be a little bit better. He's still kind of pull- going into his bag for these like little scoops and hooks and you're a bit like, ooh, nah, I just, just yeah, don't trust that at all. Um, and then Shawnee B, like this whole, like now that um, DJ's out, Shawnee B is back to like you're in the lineup now, you know the starting lineup. Like yeah. there's that whole dynamic again at the start of, from the start of the season where you were just like I don't like Shawnee starting these games. Like it doesn't really work. Oh, it doesn't work. And then with the form Newley's in, like maybe there's a Moller into the starting lineup. Maybe yeah, Diddy at the two and Moller at the small forward. Mm. Tommy V at the four and Jarrell at the five. Yeah, still it's yeah, oof, it's gonna be rough, man. I think we strap in, get strap the. Uh, in. The last the games of the season. Seatbelt. We're going to have to put the seatbelt on. The captain's going to come over the thing. Is oh, we're hitting some turbulence to end so the I think, season. I think it's twenty rounds. So we've got we've got six rounds left. Uh we're current. Is it twenty rounds? 22, 21 or twenty two. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Think, uh, I think you said there's about 150 games all up or something. 186 there? games. I think there's 36 games each. So what are we at? 24. Yeah, we're at. What are we? I did have it here. Where did I have it? Why didn't I just have that there? Where's the standings? The season ladder. Uh, we are at 10 and 12, so yeah, 22 gone. So 14 to go. We'll, we'll do our half yearly, I think, half yearly very late. Um, this this season is a bit of a, uh, uh, a hard one to kind of really scrutinize. I think we'll, we'll do that. We'll talk about go in depth, eulogize a little bit more on this team. But hopefully, man, we can find some offensive spark. I think that's going to be the, the big issue going forward down the stretch of this season. And yeah, we've got some some games coming up to try and try and work that in. And as always, yeah, I think that's it. We got it. We're done. Um, as always, we we are live right now on Facebook. 
We also put these up on YouTube. If you want to watch these back and replay on YouTube or Facebook, you can do that. And we put these up in audio format on the Anchor platform. So it goes out to Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts also. And yes, thanks. Like and subscribe to everything. And thanks for watching. And we will see you guys next time. On the King's Dome.